0: It takes more than great code to be a great software engineer. This is Soft Skills Engineering, the podcast. I'm your host, Dave Smith. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. Hey, coming up on September 18th, Dave, or sorry, (laughs) Dave, that's me, Jameson and I will be at the Utah JS conference in Salt Lake City. On Monday, September 18th, come and join us. Uh, I will actually be emceeing the conference, and Jameson will be heckling me from the audience.
1: I bought some of those glasses with the googly eyes, and I'm going to try and make Dave laugh.
0: <laughs> you may have noticed it's actually pretty easy to make me laugh. Yeah, it's not that hard.
1: I probably wouldn't need those. I would just show up and, I don't know, stare at you, and you'd laugh.
0: <laughs> so go hit the website, conf.utajs.com and get some tickets and come join us. We'd love to see you. Yeah, come say hi. Soft Skills Engineering is a weekly advice show for developers and whoever the heck else will listen to us, like Jameson's mother.
1: She has listened, actually. I think oh. my dad listens more than my mom. Do they? I don't think either yeah. of my
0: parents have listened.
1: Oh. Well, you can have my parents if you want. It sounds oh. like they're better than yours. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have any feedback? Uh, just like, good job, son.
0: You're the best, son.
1: Yeah. Um, I have been told that a lot because I'm the only son, so <laughs> my dad will use that awesome dad joke. <laughs> you didn't say what episode number this is. This is episode 74.
0: My mistake. Sorry about that.
1: For a little bit, it was a fun puzzle show where you had to <laughs> deduce what episode it was.
0: <laughs> would you like to read our first question today?
1: I would. I'm, I'm a little bit sick and not in the give you a cool low voice way more in the gross drippy way so sorry about that but get ready for half an hour of it <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll, I'll kick it off this is from an anonymous listener and they say i have a lot of experience with net but i'm ready to try out some new languages and technologies if i switch jobs to start working with different technologies will i have to take a pay cut how do i navigate this situation
0: hmm you're ready to leave the net ecosystem
1: that's like that's a pretty big jump. I feel like I feel yeah. like they're they're pretty separate for as much as people say C sharp looks like Java. if you squint there's there's all the other stuff that comes with it, all the editors yep. and deployment and yep. everything. so
0: yeah, like, oh yeah, so much. it's not just the language, yeah, I'd say the language is like twenty percent of that ecosystem,
1: yeah um so yeah this is this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. I have personal preferences here that I will try not to let infect. That's a bad choice of words because I'm <laughs> sick. That I'll that try good. not to let influence <laughs> this. Uh, <Infect>. but, but <laughs>
0: Like, for example, you would not want to make a comment such as, well, you can only go up from here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd rather feel what I'm feeling now than write C sharp. Um <laughs> Oh, I think I just failed the thing I said oh, I was going to do. You infected it. <laughs> C sharp is a fine language. I don't like paying a lot of money for developer licenses, but that's true. That might be going away, isn't it? I have no idea. Okay. Well, that's not why people listen to this show. Um, that's right.
0: <laughs> that is right. So let let's let's like frame this as just a general. I'm taking a technology that I'm experienced with and I'm saying goodbye to it and I'm moving to another technology, what can I expect? Do I have to start over on the salary scale?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, If you're starting over on the salary scale, that means the experience is completely useless beyond pure technical API knowledge. and syntax knowledge. Yeah, (laughs) I think that's untrue. There's a ton of value in knowing a framework really well and and knowing all the pitfalls and knowing like the right tool to use for deploying it and knowing where to tweak it if stuff is going wrong. But that's not I hope that's not the only value of experience, because if so, that sounds really boring. Mm hmm. Totally. Um, but hopefully you've learned a lot more about uh, working with teams and estimation and project planning and, and design and I don't know, a bunch of other stuff that is not specific to .NET or any technology or framework.
0: And the universal tool that will follow you to every job, Jira. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hopefully you got really good with Jira. <laughs> well, even, I mean, we talked about C Sharp and Java being similar, right? I mean, there's there's even, even if we are talking about the specific syntax level, um, C Sharp is a pretty uh, base level technology, which, which means a lot of stuff looks a lot like it, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I would say even, even at the specific language level, I think a lot of that stuff is pretty transferable.
0: Yeah, probably, probably like there's Uh, really only that only so many ways you can write an if statement.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Or, or like interfaces. I don't know. Lots of things Mm -hmm. have interfaces and I hope C sharp does, or I sound real dumb right now. (laughs) Um, so anyway, i think a lot of your oh go ahead
0: no just i was just that was just a dumb thing to say you go ahead not you what i said oh jeez. <sighs> <laughs> i'm just gonna shut up now and you. 74 like
1: episodes and we finally know how dave feels <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right you you just go ahead and say the smart stuff and i'll just do my job which is laugh <laughs> at the good stuff and and agree with you okay
1: um, yeah, so I, I do not think you have to start over at the salary scale. I think it's, it's possible if you look for a while and you can't find anything, you might have to be willing to settle for a lower salary, but it's very possible you can get a raise and work with new technology that mm-hmm. you haven't used before even. And that depends on finding a place that is hiring for Skill and smarts instead of experience in the technology they use already. Uh, Dave, I know you've talked a lot about how that was how you tried to hire at at your last job, right?
0: Yeah, and every job, frankly. Um, So I, I, I totally agree with what you said. I think there are two kinds of hiring strategies. There's the simple minded strategy of looking for the right laundry list of buzzwords that align with your company's current tool set, and then hire people who have the right number of years under their belt with each of those buzzwords. Um, I think that is a terrible way to hire, um, and the the harder but better way, in my opinion, is to find people with the right aptitude for solving engineering problems. And unfortunately, there are plenty of companies that do it the simple-minded way. So it, I think it'll really depend a lot on the kinds of companies you manage to get interviews with.
1: Hmm. I I would step a little bit back from calling it simple-minded and like bad and wrong, and the other way is good and right. I feel like you need a balance. I mean, if if you Somebody needs to know how, like, TCP IP works at a hosting company, right? It, there are places where very specific technical knowledge is really valuable and you want to hire for that.
0: True. So, in other words, specialization is needed in some some cases.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I actually do a lot of consulting work uh, as a specialist in some front-end technologies. And... I am useful to people as a specialist in those technologies because they're they're looking for help in very specific technical things not in like just we need to get this product done we need someone who can learn the right tools and use them it's like we have this issue with this front end framework right, and we right. need help to untangle it
0: And would you would you classify those as like a more of a short term acute fix over the course of a few months or Yeah for me
1: for me they are for yeah. a consultant but okay. I, but I think the broader point is there are times where hiring for a specific skill set is useful, but those aren't the only ways to get hired to work in a technology. I mean, sure, no one, <laughs> if you could only get hired for working with stuff you already knew, it'd, it'd be hard to ever yeah. learn new stuff. Yeah, Like someone has to, someone has to learn it on the job.
0: Right, right. In fact, for companies that adopt newer technologies, by definition, there is a, a much more limited pool of talent that has experience with those technologies just because yeah. they're so young. And so companies have gotten used to, I think, hiring people who don't have the exact laundry list of skills that they use.
1: Yep. I I think you mentioned kind of buzzwords and years of experience. And and even if a company is says that they'll hire for smarts and teach people, they still are going to like someone if they have five years of whatever framework we use experience. Mm-hmm. Like, You're not going to say no to those people, Um, in my experience. You you are just willing to look at people that don't have that specific list of buzzwords also.
0: Right, right. Like, that might make them more attractive, sure. Yeah. Although, at the risk of going off on a tangent here, I should share that what I... We would not want that. (laughs) That would be horrible. (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I've had a few instances where I've hired someone that had the right list of experience, sorry, the right list of technologies in, in, on their resume that match up well with what we were using, be it some framework or a programming language. And a few times that's actually backfired because they actually brought bad experience. In other words, they had been using these technologies, but they've been using them in such a different and in my, in my personal opinion, uh, unhelpful way in some cases that it actually caused us to have to untrain them on some of the things so, so a really good example of this is c++ and there are so many ways to write really bad c++ and in my opinion you have to be a pretty disciplined engineer to write c++ effectively to avoid using some of the more esoteric features or um you know cob, what i call cobweb filled corners <laughs> that are you know hazards in the language and we hired sure. a few people a, a couple jobs ago who aced our interviews because they had some good C++ trivia under their belt that they could you know, re- recite pretty effectively in an interview. And then we had to untrain them from these bad habits that they had picked up at previous companies because we had chosen to use a, a different subset of the language. Anyway, long story short, um, biasing toward people who have experience with your particular tools or technologies can backfire.
1: Yep. I, I think that just shows that interviews are hard and, and they're not there isn't a perfect... Criteria. Some like if you if you try and hire for people that can learn new tech, you might just get people that really struggle with the specific tech that you're that you're trying to teach them, or the problem you described, where past experience is more harmful than helpful. I've seen that a lot on the ops side in in the smaller startups I've worked with, where people will come from large companies with a lot of infrastructure and and a lot more process and kind of control and a need for a lot more stability because of the size of their company. And they'll just struggle with the like, we just have to get stuff done in a slightly crappy way in the short term mm-hmm. and fix it up later mentality that, mm-hmm. that some uh, newer startups need.
0: Yeah, true. So can we, I know you didn't want to talk about .NET specifically, but I think it's worth mentioning.
1: Listen, uh, I've used .NET for two <laughs> weeks, so I have, I have tons to say about it. Um, I can hold forth on it with my vast experience.
0: I, I don't know, Jameson, if you've had this experience, but I have seen among the not .NET community, which I'd basically say are people running on Linux, you know, Unix-like systems and using open source software as opposed to .NET, Microsoft, everything like Microsoft operating systems, Microsoft frameworks and tools and databases. I have noticed actually that there is a pretty strong bias against .NET experience when you're hiring someone to come into one of these like more open-source-oriented companies. Have you noticed that?
1: Yeah, it, it looks uncool. Mm-hmm. I think it's the old, like, those people wear suits and ties and they're so buttoned down. And <laughs> yeah. They're the bad kind of nerd instead of the cool kind of nerd.
0: <laughs> oh, I've they seen like that, Star
1: I... Wars, but in a bad way instead of the good way.
0: <laughs> they think Guido shot first. Sure. <laughs> you know. Come on. Yeah,
1: I know all about that. Of course, you do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I have seen that. I've
0: noticed that that bias. So I think that in this particular case, you the listener may have trouble uh, getting a job offer in a non .dot net company.
1: Hmm. I mean, there's there's ways around it always, and and like again, falsifying I know, your resume. <laughs> no, no. I know lots of people that were .NET people and then became non- .NET people. It is it is weird. You, like, cross this barrier. Um, yeah, you
0: have to, like, say goodbye to all your friends and, you know, sign all these affidavits and stuff, right? <laughs>
1: uh, I thought it was more, like, um, symbolic where you had to destroy a lot of material and
0: like books and things like burn your yeah your code complete book
1: (laughs) yeah i guess that's a good book i don't care what anybody says um i forgot my point i don't know i've seen it done and also i think like most biases i think you can look at them as an employer and say there's an opportunity to to get people who are undervalued by the market um, if there's a bias against people that means they're going to have a harder time getting a job so if you are able to look past that bias it, it'll be easier for you to find talented people because they'll be re- rejected despite their talent by by people that hold that bias yep so and i feel like I, I have seen that i've seen amazing people who were .NET developers and and they just wanted to work in non-.net stuff and and uh, i was able to work with them because we didn't care that much about i don't know it's not like a black mark if you're smart cool
0: all right well so short answer is no pay cut needed
1: yeah you you can even get a raise i think i think if you have the expectation that you need to take a pay cut you'll end up with a pay cut
0: (laughs) self-fulfilling prophecy
1: yeah that kind of relates to our next question
0: oh wow foreshadowing we are really sophisticated
1: yeah, look at that smooth transition. Do you want to? <laughs> do you want to read our next question? I can't think of a better time to do it. So yes. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: Okay, uh, from listener Stevo, who writes, longtime listener, first time caller. Hi, Stevo. I was hired as an analyst out of college and then offered to move to a technical role. I was so excited, I didn't ask for a pay raise. I would take the opportunity again. But after a year, I still technically have the analyst title and salary, although I have not been doing that work. I'm looking to take the time-honored soft skills advice and quit my job, but how can I present the situation to an employer so as not to be sold short on position, title, or salary? Hmm. You know, hmm. I, think, I think I may have misinterpreted this question when I first read it. I think Steve really? is asking, how do I go to my next job and get a good salary even though my yep. title still says analyst i thought steve was asking how do i go back to my manager and say change my title and give me a raise Hmm. i kind of want to answer well, both questions
1: yeah Stevo could be quitting because they feel like uh, that's the way to change the title and salary but if there are other alternatives that might fulfill the same goal
0: if you quit your job and then print business cards, you can change your title to consultant.
1: <laughs> it's true. Um, I've There's this weird thing where every web developer has their own side consulting business. And so they all say, like, president of, like, <laughs> Dave's cool computer company or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I feel like I've found that the the fancier title at your fake made-up company, the less I believe them. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> okay if it if it just, I feel like you said consultant, and if it just said consultant, I'd be like, okay, they do consulting. But if it says, like, Arch, what I don't know, uh, Captain it, of the Universe, sir.
0: Like Strategic Innovation Alliance Incorporated? Yeah, yeah. Executive <laughs> Vice
1: President of Sales and Products at Dave's Cool Computer Company. Like, okay. <laughs> just rolling my eyes at you. <laughs>
0: It kind of reminds me of uh, Elon Musk's new company. Did you hear about this?
1: Oh, it's got some boring name. Right,
0: that's, that's exactly the name, the Boring Company.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, because it's for boring holes. Yeah. And... <laughs> anyway. I feel like the Elon Musk bubble is gonna pop. He's everyone loves him too much. Like he's he, gonna,
0: he's reaching for the star. Like he's he's Icarus. He's flying too high. His wings. Well, yeah. Wings are gonna I don't melt.
1: know. He's he's got to say something that makes everyone hate him or. Or it'll just be the standard cycle of like people like him too much so then people start to not like him. Or or
0: know. they find out that he yells at people in his conference rooms or something like Steve Jobs.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's well understood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay. he just does cool stuff with it. So everyone is... But I bet
0: he never him. had to negotiate a salary because his title failed to change.
1: Yeah. He doesn't know how it is in the real world.
0: <laughs> Down here in the... In the tunnels. In the trenches, yeah. In the (laughs) tunnels that he's bored. Okay, so... Uh,
1: How do we start? (laughs) Hang on. (laughs) I I honestly have no idea, but I think we should go back. Take us back. back.
0: Yeah, let's go back to the first question first. Go up the tunnel. You changed your role. In other words, you're doing new work that you think deserves a pay raise and a title change, but your manager never gave you the pay raise or the title change, and it's been a year. Now what do you do?
1: Um... What do you do? I mean you you if you're already ready to quit, the opportunity cost is pretty low to having a very
0: oh, yeah. direct
1: conversation about it. Wait and
0: if you're ready to quit, you can try all kinds of zany experiments. Like print business cards that say the title you want. <laughs>
1: just and hand, just hand them to your yeah. manager. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the business card title just says your job and then you <laughs> hand it out to people. And you're like, I'm coming for you. <laughs> you could do anything. Yeah. Hang on, what limit? if... Yeah, you got to do politics full-time as your whole job. Don't okay. do any work. Just, just corporate politics 100% okay. of the time. All right, give me an example. Um, just write lots of memos about the strategic direction of the oh, company. Yes. Talk about how you've been thinking about it. Yes. And you have some new insight and ideas about things that would be a good go forward plan
0: and that you're excited to launch this new program. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And I then just like it. name people on your team. Oh yeah. Like I'm, I'm excited about the team that will be working under me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and then just shout out a bunch of names.
0: Dude, this is, this is golden. Yeah. You have an opportunity here, Steve-O don't squander it.
1: <laughs> so that was mostly a joke, but not, all the way. I mean, it, it sounds like from more of the details that we didn't read, Stevo has tried to talk to people and has been rebuffed by lame excuses like "it will get fixed soon" or uh, "was in the other manager's court, but they quit." Sorry, um, mm-hmm. and these are all stupid. Like the person whose job it was to help you has quit, which means no one else can. Sorry, we're yep. just my hands are tied. Prisoners of bureaucracy that is a lie. (laughs) That's totally not true.
0: (laughs) That's called passing the buck, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Someone has the power to give raises. Uh, and if the person whose power it was quit, then it's someone else's job now. Um, Mm -hmm. so you, you can afford to be a little more blunt about it, especially if you're ready to quit. You can just tell them like, Hey, I am going to quit because you're not going to do this. But if you will do it, then I will not quit. And, uh, That'll be pretty... (laughs) You'll learn pretty quickly if they actually want to do it or not.
0: Yep. Although I think most people would probably feel a little bit uh, nervous to do something like that.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's very easy for me. I would be terrified. It's easy for me to give this like stern-sounding advice. It would be scary. But if you're going to quit anyways, um, and you're quitting because of the title and salary thing, I don't think it would burn Bridges... So, so yeah, the the worry isn't like you're going to get fired. The worry is you would burn bridges, and then later on, yeah, it would come back yeah. to hurt you. Yeah. And I don't feel like that would burn bridges if you did it without being a huge jerk. Yeah, yeah, um, I think if you could you're do just that. honest and yeah, pretty civilly upfront about it. Yeah, we were joking before the show about how uh, you say they they kind of said Steve-O says I didn't really negotiate. And we joked that you did negotiate. You just used the worst negotiating tactic, which is to (laughs) (laughs) agree to whatever they tell you.
0: (laughs) Sorry, the the worst negotiating tactic, which is what?
1: To just agree with whatever they tell you. Oh. (laughs) To to not negotiate.
0: (laughs) To just not show up to the table.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I think, Dave, you even mentioned that you could try and negotiate again, right?
0: I think so. I think if I were in your shoes and a year had gone by and I felt like I'd been promised this, I would sit down with my manager and say, "Um, I switched jobs a year ago and I would like my title and salary to reflect that. When can you make this happen? And don't accept it'll get fixed soon or it was in the other manager's court. I would say if they can't give you a date by which it will happen, tell them you want a date for a date, which is actually a really cool thing that I've seen done a lot, where you say, look, I need you to figure out by which date this can happen by a certain date does that make sense date for a date
1: yeah it's good You're like one level removed it's big o n squared of dates <laughs> is there's that really an inner date loop <laughs> yeah, that's true that's uh okay no that's not,
0: that's not true at all wait a minute
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that makes sense
0: okay that's what i would do
1: I talked to a friend several months ago who was in the situation that you thought this question was asking about, <laughs> which was uh, they felt like they were underpaid, undertitled, and were looking at getting a different job or kind of bumping their salary and title at their current job. And the answer they got back from work was we can't do it right now because of kind of corporate bureaucracy reasons like raises and promotions happen on this cycle and it's this many months away, but we will make it happen When the time is right. And I was kind of skeptical and told them like, "Eh, I don't know, you should just look and see if there's anything better. And if there is, uh, you should jump on that. But um, my friend ended up sticking around and they came through. They actually did give them a raise and a a promotion.
0: Was it what he was hoping for?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. It all worked out.
0: Look, someone didn't have to quit their job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's possible Mm. that it all works out.
0: Huh. We have one data point only, though.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, 100% of the times I've heard about this, it's worked out. Um, <laughs> no, there have been lots of times where it hasn't worked out. So it's tricky to know. But there was a specific date in this instance. It was like, this is the month where we do this stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they stuck around until that month and it happened. So this is, this is less clear for sure.
0: Okay, so let's move on to the second part of this question, which is now I want to go find a new job, but my official title of record at my current job says the wrong thing that doesn't accurately describe what I'm doing. how do I navigate that at a if I'm interviewing at a new company?
1: Uh, you could just I don't do
0: know. Is you could it... do what Jameson did
1: make up your own title
0: well, you did that, but I was thinking your LinkedIn profile with your your education
1: oh yeah, is it still it still says like I swear I'm gonna finish this up pretty soon here. <laughs>
0: Like, on your resume, you can just put the right title, right? Like, if, if you have a title that you think more accurately describes what you've been doing at your last job, more accurately than, say, what your pay stub says, then put that. I don't think there's any harm there. And I think it's perfectly really? ethical. Yeah, I mean, just because the HR department's records don't dis- accurately describe what you've been working on doesn't mean that you have to represent yourself that way to other companies. Like, if you're a developer and not an analyst, or you're a DBA and not this other thing— then write that.
1: Huh. I would feel scared. Uh, well, I would feel like I was being dishonest in my application. What if they called your company for references?
0: Well, I think those are two different questions. So being di- what's more dishonest? Saying the title that your HR department has on record or saying the title for the thing you actually do?
1: So I, I think once you get into an interview... You can explain the situation, fine. Sure. Okay. Um, I'm. I guess I'm worried about the situation. So, if you put your old title in, you might not get interviews because they'll be like, "This person's an analyst. Mm-hmm. We need a, a developer or whatever." Um, but it still feels weird to put a title on there when they explicitly gave you a different title.
0: Well, they didn't. They. Didn't, they, they didn't. They explicitly forgot to update his title. Is what I'm seeing yeah. as. So you're worried that like someone might call and reference check the company well and
1: I'm worried that it will seem dishonest, and then that will be a big negative. I'm just yeah, trying to think yeah. what I would do as an employer in that situation if i if I saw someone and checked up on them and was like, "Oh, they said they were a developer, but the company that they worked at said they were an analyst and mm-hmm. i don't know
0: i if I were making that call and doing that check, I would probably. It might raise my eyebrows a little and I would, I might even call out the candidate and say, why did, why does it say you're an analyst? And then you, you could have a chance to explain it, but I don't know. I mean, HR departments are so dysfunctional sometimes that if it says analyst or developer or DBA or whatever, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't trust it as like the source of truth.
1: Huh? Interesting. Um, I realize I'm saying this all as a person who has totally made up job titles on their LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're like uh, farcically gonna, made I'm up. I'm going
0: to call your former employer and say, was Jameson really the Archduke of computering?
1: <laughs> yeah. The HR see, department is are,
0: actually like, well, yeah, that's what his dub said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> those are so made up that it's clear that they're made up. I see. Um,
0: so maybe you need to do that. Maybe that's a good, good recommendation.
1: Yeah, just say you were the double CEO.
0: <laughs> I was the C-CEO. The stunt double for the CEO when he needed to the do The stunt double. <laughs> that
1: sounds worse. Those people have less power. True. The job is to get shot at. <laughs> True. Good point. You're the board meeting CEO when <laughs> the quarterly results are bad. <laughs> for three hours every quarter, you're the CEO. <laughs> um, hmm. Okay, well, I, I, I'm worried about it, but I feel like I could be convinced by your strong arguments and charismatic personality, Dave. <laughs> um, so that handles the title portion of it. What about the salary portion?
0: Yeah, so here's where you got to figure out: Am I actually underpaid for this for the title that I want? And so there's a couple ways you can figure out if you're underpaid. The first one is you can go do interviews and get job offers and see how they come in. Or the second one is. And again, this might also be borderline unethical, but you could break into the HR department and steal the salary spreadsheet for your current company.
1: (laughs) I was (laughs) so ready for a real (laughs) suggestion. (laughs) First, murder the HR person. (laughs) Oh, okay. There's usually two
0: guards posted at the door. You'll have to kill them both.
1: (laughs) The HR guards are the most elite unit <laughs> at the company guarding the most valuable information and they do not go down easily. There's like the salary Believe spreadsheet
0: me. like inside encased in glass with like a laser shining on it. And stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. They died doing what they loved protecting the spreadsheet. There's no higher purpose.
0: I'm just hearing the Mission Impossible theme music right now. you yeah. like doing like cartwheels through the laser room.
1: <laughs> yeah, you shout, "Analyze this!" as you karate chop someone <laughs> to the neck. Okay, so no, that's <laughs> figure all <I> got. out <laughs> one salary, uh, one chunk of salary advice you hear over and over again is: do not tell the employer what your previous salary was. Mm -hmm. and i have that down twice in my notes once in lowercase and once in all caps (laughs) because it's super important um you don't have to tell them what your previous salary was and if they force you to uh you can do a couple different things one is just straight up like make up a number because
0: one million dollars
1: yeah or or another one is you you tell them my previous salary doesn't matter. Here's what I would like to make. I like the second one better because it's not lying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but you don't have to tell them what your previous salary was. The reason they ask that is so they can anchor their, their offer to you mm-hmm. in, for the most part. So they know this person made X and they usually get a little raise. We'll bump them a little bit above that. Yep. they're um, Trying to
0: figure out how much they can offer you to dislodge you from your current employer.
1: Yeah, if you made well below what a developer would make or whatever this new role you're looking to get hired for would make, then you would probably go in still making below that if you tell them what you're, if you anchor your salary based on your previous salary.
0: And that is 100% true. I've watched this go down where a candidate comes in and says, well, I want to make in this range. And the manager's like, wow, well, he doesn't say this to the candidate, but... Um, We would have paid you like another $10,000, but we'll go to the top of your range. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. I've
0: literally seen it be, I have literally, I've seen candidates leave $10,000 on the table per year because they, because they anchored the the conversation.
1: Yeah. And it can feel scary when I Mm -hmm. went to my last full-time job, I had heard this advice a bunch and, and tried it and applied it. And I felt like I had never asked for too much money. So, the last negotiation I did for a full time salary, I just asked for what seemed to be a ridiculous number. And th- my boss was like, You would make by far the most money out of anyone at this company, a lot more than me. <laughs> and <laughs> we're not going to do that. And then, but, but he just said a different number. And I was like, Okay, cool. So, that was, that was like the scary bad thing that happened when I asked for too much money. So, it was no big deal. And right yeah I, i'm sure worse things could happen you could probably lose an offer if you ask for too much money but but it wasn't i don't know yeah i that think wasn't you'd, my have, experience you'd in have to be
0: case. pretty crazy to, the offer would have to be or sorry the amount would have to be insane for them to just say no i refuse to negotiate with you further you know yeah if you were like yeah, i and, want five hundred thousand dollars i think that if a candidate said that to me i'd probably be like no you're joking right like <laughs> let's yeah, bring yeah, this yeah. back to reality but i probably wouldn't say get out of my office
1: yeah, you know. Yeah, and and my even my outrageously large, it it wasn't that far off, honestly, of of the salary range. It wasn't like twice as much money as 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 I ended up making. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so don't don't worry that much about it, yeah. unless the market gets worse, and then this advice is out of date.
0: So in the meantime, you are going to want to work on your stealth skills and maybe some karate chops, and uh, and then I think you should be in good shape.
1: Yeah, for sure. Cool. Question. Have we answered Stevo's question? Oh, this question was so answered. This question so, was yeah, answered
0: the-, the moment we said mission impossible, I think.
1: <laughs> the, the moment you mentioned attacking people. <laughs> All right. What should people do if they have questions that they would like answered?
0: Go to our website at softskills.audio and click ask a question. Thanks very much. Fill those, fill out that form. You can be anonymous. You can be anonymous. You can write as much detail or as little detail as you want. And we love reading your questions. Thank you so much to everyone who's done
1: that. Yep. Thank you.
0: What can people do to share the show, Jameson?
1: They can tweet about it. Um, they can rate it on iTunes and leave a review. That helps in the iTunes rankings, and then if you get high enough in those, I think it's kind of self sustaining. People just find you because you're high in mm-hmm. the ra- in the rankings. Mm-hmm. Beyond that, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you listen to this and know stuff about marketing, let us know
0: because <laughs> we, we don't. If people put in enough high rankings, then no matter what search term you type in, we will be the first result. That's true.
1: <laughs> Hard <laughs> skills soft skills they type in like <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't know Uh phd level math in with physics and quantum theory and then it'll be like soft skills engineering <laughs> we recommend soft skills engineering
0: for this topic <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh the you want to you want the new game of thrones recap podcast well <laughs> <laughs> soft skills engineering yeah <laughs>
0: is the number one result for that search
1: (laughs) it is the universal podcast
0: (laughs) oh man all events i I wish we could game the system like that wouldn't that be amazing if we could somehow figure out how the algorithm works and then just tell our listeners to do just the right thing to to take it over i just don't know what to do i don't know what to tell them
1: i think step one is to get every person on earth to be a listener Okay. And then a new person is born, and then they'll be recommended soft skills <laughs> Ooh, engineering. What
0: if, what if they break into the offices of Apple and steal the, <laughs> podcast, the podcast ranking spreadsheet? <laughs>
1: steal the secret spreadsheet. Well, it'd probably be like a link to a Google Doc, I assume. <laughs> App, I mean, iCloud isn't great, so they probably use Google Docs <laughs> they probably internally. Probably use Google uh and the link is unprotected because the oh, link yeah. is the protection so once right, you have the, the link you just go in and edit it you can't guess the link right so <laughs> no no have you seen how many letters those things happen oh in? yeah it's, it's like, like 20 dozens. 30, yeah <laughs> dozens yeah. of letters <laughs> yeah oh, that's boy. more letters than i could guess for sure oh, yeah. all right i think that means we're done we will catch you next week farewell